Let's get rolling tonight. Hey, two weeks now. What have we talked about for two weeks? I don't want to hear about kick. What have we talked about for two weeks? Yes. What? Specifically. Reach. Yes. We've been going through the student ministry mission statement for the last two weeks. Can you tell it to me? Reach is what we've been talking about for the last two weeks. Reaching unbelievers with the gospel. We talked about week one, why we do it. And then we talked about last week, how you can actually do it. You remember the two ways that we learned? Life book and the three circles or life conversations, whatever you want to call it. We went through two ways, which by the way, if you took life books, hopefully you've given them out to people. Okay. If you need more, there's a hundred per box. So if you have them and haven't given them out yet, please do. If you need more, we got a lot of them right here. Take them, hand them out, guys. Hey, this is one of the easiest ways you could ever share the Bible or share Christ with somebody. Just put it in their hand and say, hey, just read it. Give it a try. And you remember what we said after you give it to them? What are you supposed to do? You give it to them. You read it yourself. You pray for them. You ask them about what they read. So, we're reaching people who don't know Christ. Okay? Now we're going to go to part two. What's part two of the student ministry mission statement? Teach what? Teach students God's word. Let me, let me just lay something out here for you guys. Ladies, gentlemen, the Word of God, this Bible right here, or your Bible, whatever you've got, this is why we're here. The things that we do on Wednesdays, the things that we do on Sundays, all the fun stuff that we do, the reason we do all of that is because of this, because of the Bible. I want you guys to understand something. I want everything we do to be something that you enjoy being a part of. I want our youth ministry to be fun. I want us to have a good time. But at the end of the day, God's word is going to take primacy over whatever else we do. That's the most important thing. Because, see, we can, we can come to youth group or children's ministry or adults, and we can do a lot of fun stuff, can't we? And we can do some, we can do some cool, fun stuff. But at the end of the day, if you walk away with no more knowledge of the Bible than hey, some guy killed some giant with a stone and a sling, or hey, you know, this, this sea just parted and people walked across it and they were safe and that's all we ever walk away with, then we've missed the whole point of why we're here. You see, what we want to do, guys, is we want to make sure that when you participate in anything we do as a student ministry, you walk out of this building, whether it's your first time or your 1,200th time walking out of this building, you walk out of here knowing at least a little bit more of God's Word. Because it's that important. And we want you guys to know not just bits and pieces of a story about God, but we want you to know the story of God and what God has done <laughs> in mankind and in mankind from the beginning until now. That's why this book is important. That's why we teach this. How do we do that here at North Florida Baptist Church? Well, we do it in a lot of ways. We do it with what we're doing right here on Wednesday nights. When I get up, when I talk, Mr. Dustin has talked before, Mr. Tom has been up here. When we talk and when we teach, 
we want to make sure you know what God's Word says. We do that on Sunday mornings for those of you who are ever up and feel so inclined to be here at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Justin Beckman. On 9 o'clock on Sunday morning in this room, we have small groups on Sunday mornings. Okay? There's a couple more of you I could call out. I decided not to. Okay, I'll let you do it for me. <laughs> we do that on Sunday mornings. Pastor Ray does that on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock when he preaches. This week, Pastor Ray's out of town, so Pastor Tommy's going to be preaching. So if you haven't heard him, come hear him this Sunday and see how God speaks through him. We do that when we have Bible studies. Ladies, this Sunday night, there's a Bible study starting specifically for you. It starts at 6 o'clock, right? It's from 6 to 8. Ladies, this is a Bible study for you. This is not for your moms or your grandmothers or even your younger siblings. This is for you, okay? So you have the opportunity to dig into God's Word. We want you, we want you to know the Word of God. And knowing the Word of God starts by you having the Word of God. You can't know it if you don't have it. And that's why I tell you guys, if you've got your devices, use them. If you don't or don't trust yourself to only look at the Bible on your electronic device, get a paper copy. Get a hardback. Get a leather one. They got all kinds, okay? I'm saying that to some of you guys who just came in late. If you need a Bible, they're in the back if you need one. You got one? You're good? I know. That's why I'm saying that. You will just text, okay? Guys, let's do this. I want to tell you three reasons we teach the Bible tonight, okay? The first one, and I already said this, we teach it so that you will know it. It's that simple. That's why we did this game where you guys got pieces of a verse or a reference and you had to get up and you had to find the people in the room who had those other pieces because I wanted to see how well you know some of the verses that I guarantee you, if you've been in church for any amount of time, you've heard most of the verses that were running around this room tonight. Or you've seen them on signs at football games. You've seen them somewhere. Okay? Now think about it this way. If you play a sport or if you get a new job, or if you're taking a class in a subject that you've never had before. You need a teacher, don't you? You need a coach. Unless you are just naturally the most intelligent person on the earth and the most athletically gifted person in the world, Justin, I've spent time with you, put your finger down. <laughs> I love you, man, but we all need a teacher. We do, okay? Hey, if you've ever done any of those things, you've needed somebody at some point to teach you how to do those things or how to do those things better. It's the same way with the Word of God. As followers of Christ, if we are going to follow Christ, if we are going to share Christ, if we are going to tell people about the Word of God, we've got to know what the Word of God says. And you see, Paul, this is a guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Paul understood this. And there's a book in there. It's in 2 Timothy. In fact, you got your Bibles. Open it up to 2 Timothy chapter 2. That's where we're going to be tonight. And in these books, he wrote 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. Paul is writing to Timothy, who is a young preacher. And Paul is encouraging him. And Paul is giving him some warnings about people he needs to look out for. And in 2 Timothy chapter 2, he starts in, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, it's 2 Timothy chapter 4. He starts in verse, I know I just messed all of you up on your phones. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 
I want you to see what Paul says to Timothy. We're going to read a couple verses here, and then we're going to break it down. Starting in verse 2, chapter 4. Paul says to Timothy, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Okay, what Paul is basically telling Timothy here is he's saying, hey, do what you know. He's telling Timothy, you need to preach the word. That's how he starts. The first three words in that sentence, preach the word. And then he goes on to explain what that means. You see, Paul is giving Timothy a charge, and Paul's charge to Timothy makes an assumption. He is assuming that Timothy knows the word of God. He's assuming that he's been taught, that he's learned what Scripture says so that he can go out and actually do what Paul is saying to do. But think about it this way. Anybody in here ever taken a test in school? Everybody. Okay, for some of you, there's been a time when you sat down in front of a test. And maybe it was a couple questions. Maybe it was the entire test. Where as soon as the teacher put it in front of you, you didn't move. Number one, because you probably couldn't even remember your name to put your name on the paper. But you got a 48? Woo! Hey, hey, hey guys. Hey, you're making my point for me. You have sat down and you have looked at those tests and you have looked at those questions and you didn't know the answers. You're way too proud of that answer. You didn't know the answers. You couldn't do what you were supposed to do. The goal on a test, ladies and gentlemen, is to test your knowledge. To see what you know without having to look it up, without having to look on someone else's test, because I know none of y'all ever do that. No. I'd hate to see what you've gotten if you hadn't done that. What? Okay. A test, a test tests what you know. And there's been times in your life, I know there was times in my life, where you sat down in front of a test and you realized you didn't know what you were supposed to know. And you couldn't do anything. Or, hey, let's take it to the ball field for a second. Hold on. I have seen this recently in the realm of middle school football. And I say this because those of you guys that have played football here or play now, you once played middle school football. And one of the things I've noticed on the middle school football field, hey, especially with the younger guys who have not had a lot of experience playing, they'll get out there in the middle of a game, and the coach will put them in a position, and they will run out to that position, and they'll get set, and they'll be ready, and all of a sudden you see them do this. And they start looking around at what everybody's doing, and sometimes, sometimes they'll look at the sideline, and they'll look at the coach and go, because they don't know what to do. They're out there. They're in the position. Yeah. They, they're supposed to be doing something, but they don't know their position. They don't know who to cover. They don't know who to block. They don't know who to tackle. 
They don't know what they're supposed to do. I say that because some of y'all were in middle school that play football now. When I got here to this church, and I saw your games. Yeah, you, you guys, you know what, you know, yeah, you know, you know what that feels like. But you see, guys, we need, hey, we need people in our lives to teach us the things that we need to know how to do. And that's why we teach the Word of God here at North Florida Baptist Church. On Sundays, on Wednesdays, on other times we get together, that is why it is so vitally important that we know Scripture, because if we don't know it, we can't use it. Knowing God's Word, knowing God's Word teaches us some basic doctrines that are fundamental to what we believe as Christians. For instance, the Word of God. If you don't study the Word of God, you don't understand, you don't realize that the Word of God is inspired, it's inerrant, it has authority. Those are basic doctrines that we believe about the Word of God or the Trinity, which, by the way, the word Trinity, those of you who have heard that phrase before, Trinity is not in the Bible. The concept of the Trinity is, but the word is not there. That's a word we use to reference to describe who God is. The fact that God is three persons. He's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He is the Trinity. That each one of those persons is fully God, and yet there is only one God. That's what we learn in Scripture. Or how about this? That man is created, and I'm going to throw out a phrase to you. Let's see if you remember what it is. Imagio Dei. In his image. You're made in the image of God. Savannah, they were counting on you for that one right there. Hey, we are made, man is created in the image of God, yet man is also corrupted by sin. And as we talked about when we did our Rooted series about a year and a half ago, we went, went through basic doctrine that man has a choice. We have a choice to turn to God, or we have a choice to turn away from God. Scripture is what lays this out. Or how about this one? Can anybody tell me any basic doctrine about Jesus Christ? How about this? Have you ever heard that Jesus was, in his physical form, fully God? Okay. Have you ever heard that Jesus, in his physical form, was also fully man? That Jesus died and rose from the grave? That Jesus' death conquered sin? His resurrection conquered sin and conquered death? The fact that he went to heaven literally, and is coming back for us. That's basic doctrine about Jesus Christ. Guys, we've covered every bit of that. We've talked about it in here on a Wednesday night. Actually, it's back when we were in the band building. We talked about it. Okay, And I know y'all all took notes, so you knew all that. You just didn't have it in front of you, right? Yeah. See, hey, this is basic sound doctrine. This is why we study the Bible so that you will know these basic beliefs of what you say you hold to be true as a Christian. That's why knowing the Word of God is important. Guys, we teach it so that you will know what the Word of God says. Okay? Because there's going to be times in your life where people <laughs> where people who will, who will actually twist Scripture a little bit. And I'm not going to reference any pastors or things like that. They're out there. Okay? Maybe. Haven't sat under any of them, so I don't know. But hey, hey, you need to know what Scripture says. You need to know what Scripture says so you can know what the authors of Scripture intended. 
okay? Not what Scripture means to Pastor Jesse or to Mr. Dustin or Miss Kathleen or Mr. Billy or Pastor Ray or any other person that might teach you. You need to know the original meaning of what Scripture actually mm. intended to say. Do I want to call on you? Do you guys do you guys know what the Book of Maccabees is? Okay, there's a couple of you. Savannah, tell them. T- Savannah, tell them what the Book of Maccabees is. Yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's take a take a break here for a second. Take a break here for a second. Okay. The Book of Maccabees. If you look, and hopefully you've learned this, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's approximately a 400 year period where there's a gap in Scripture, okay? The book of Maccabees, it covers that period. The reason that is not in our Bible is because when that was looked at and the Bible was put together and the the requirements for the canonicity and what was inspired and what wasn't, the book of Maccabees, it's not talking about God. It's, It's a factual history. It's not God working in the people. That's the reason we don't see it in our Bible. But, but hey, guys, did you, just, did you just say the Book of Mormon? Oh, I was going to say, no. No. <laughs> yes, I did, and I'll say it again. What? I need, I need, we need to clarify something here real quick. First of all, let me say this. The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Fiction. Okay, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, there is a book called The Cimmerillion. It is a very long, difficult book to read. But it is a book that supposedly gives you the fictional history leading up to The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Genesis 1-1. Let's go back to the beginning. We just have to start all over tonight. No, hey guys. We're laughing, we're joking around, but but it's 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 legitimate stuff that we need to address. Okay, the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, Cimmerillion, those are all fictional, all fictional. But yes, the Cimmerillion, that is supposed to be a historical account of what led up to the time of the Hobbit. The Book of Maccabees, that actually happened. Okay, there's actually a guy in that book called the Hammer. He is a bad dude. Yes, but the book of Maccabees is a book of historical fact. It is not a divinely inspired book of the Bible. That's why we don't see it in the Bible. That's why you see a gap of that 400 years. So we're teaching it so you'll know it. You'll know what the author intended. You'll know why he wrote it. We call that basic, that's basic biblical hermeneutics. Real big word right there. Hermeneutics, how you, how you understand and interpret scripture the way it was intended. That is why we go to things like the book of Maccabees. That is why we go to extra-biblical texts. That means books outside of the Bible to see what was going on during biblical times. That's why we are able to find out things like, okay, words that we don't use today like a denarius. Does anybody know what that is? It's currency, but what was it? What was its? Yeah. It, it, what was its value? A day's wage. You work for a whole day, you earn one. Okay? Or how about this? Anybody used the measurement of a cubit recently? How how long is a cubit? 
cubit, C-U-B-I-T. How long is a cubit? Anybody have an idea? Okay. It is approximately, it is approximately 18 inches. So for some of you, that's about the length of your arm. Yeah, I know. Those are words we don't use. Those are measurements we don't use now. So when we're studying scripture, we've got to we've got to study we've got to study things outside of the Bible so that we understand some of those things that are in the Bible as well. Some of those things that back it up. And guys, we want you to know the whole of scripture. 2 Timothy 3:16. Anybody know what that says? 2 Timothy 3:16. Yeah, all scriptures breathed out by God. One of y'all had that verse in here tonight. Okay? Now, understand this, guys. I know there are books of the Bible that are difficult to get through. Okay? Guys, the book of Leviticus. Oh, my gosh. It, okay, Miss Kathleen and I were driving somewhere one time, and, and one year I got her the, the you know, the, the whatever you call it the dramatized bible on cd and so we were listening to some of it and we put in the book of leviticus and we almost died because we went to sleep because it was that long and that hard to listen to but you know what scripture tells me that even the, the book of leviticus where they're given all the laws about how camps are supposed to be set up and how people are supposed to act and where you're supposed to go to the bathroom yeah, read it read it sometimes even that book, guys, as hard as it is to get through, if you read through that book, you know what you find? That God cares about the details of our daily lives. Because he was basically telling them how to safely and sanitarily set up their society. That's in the book of Leviticus. Okay? Guys, Scripture tells us that every, every word in the Bible is useful. And that's why we want to teach it to you so you know it. We teach you the Word of God so you will know it. Because when you know it, hey, you can test it. I know, it's on the screen behind me, isn't it? We want you to be able to test what you hear. Now, understand this. Don't misunderstand me. I am not saying go read something in Scripture and say, hmm, Wonder if God will still smite me if I do this, if he'll shoot me down. So I'm going to go try this and see what God does. He might. He's going to smite your ruin. Nobody? I knew you would appreciate that. Thank you. Say, see, I knew somebody would know. Hey, just walk off. Just be done. We want you to be able to test what you hear in your daily life against what Scripture says. He said, Paul said this to Timothy in verse 3 of what we already read. He said, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Paul's telling Timothy, there's going to be a time when people, they're not going to want to hear the word of God. They're going to want to hear stuff that makes them feel better. They're going to want to hear stuff that makes them happy, not stuff that requires them to sacrifice and live a life following God. 
And you will hear messages every single day. I guarantee you, you've heard at least 15 to 20 of them today telling you to live in a way that is not what Scripture says. And if we know the Word of God, we can take those messages that we hear, those things that come at us on a regular basis, and we can take it back to the Word of God and see if that's what the Word of God says. Because if we say we're Christians and we're trying to live a life that honors God and we're following Him, then everything we do and say should try to conform to who He is, right? Not who I naturally want to be. But you see, a lot of the message in the world tells you, no, you need to just be you. Live for you, have fun, have a good time, don't worry about anybody else, you can take care of everything else later. Scripture says, no, Scripture says we're sinners. Scripture says our heart lies to us. It's deceitful and it's wicked. You see, we've got to compare what we hear, what we take in, to what God's Word says. In fact, Jesus warned his disciples about this in Mark 13, verse 22. He said, For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, the elect. He's telling the disciples, guys, there's going to be a time where people will get up and they will preach and they will say things and their goal is to draw people away from Christ. And I'll tell you this, there's, there's preachers out there right now who say they're standing up in the name of Christ, but the things they are preaching are not biblical. And if you don't know God's word, you can't test what you're hearing against God's word. That's why it is so important for us to know what scripture is says. Because anybody that will tell you, you know what, the Christian life is great. It is easy. God wants you to be happy. God wants you to be wealthy. God wants you to be blessed. Has never read the book of James. Where it says, consider it all joy when you face trials of various kinds. Not if you face trials, when you face trials. So we have to know what God's word says so that we can test it against everything that we hear. Paul says this too in Acts 17, 11. He says, Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. You see, he's talking about a group of Christians that looked at God's word every single day so that everything they encountered, they could understand if it was true or not. That's the challenge that we have. In the book of Acts, these believers, they're, they're, they're getting into it. They're studying it. Not just, okay, that was good. The priest did not say, where is the Lord? Those who handled the law did not know me. Cool, read my Bible today. No, it says they were studying it. They were trying to understand what the Word of God said so that they compare the other things they heard to this. And I'm telling you guys, that's what we got to do. When I get up and preach on a Wednesday night or Sunday morning or Pastor Ray or whoever else you listen to, don't take what we say at face value. Get your Bible out and look at it yourself. Please. I want you to know God's Word. I want you to dive into it. I want you to crave God's Word. I've seen some of you, and I've seen some of you eat, and that food, you crave it. I mean, you, you kill it. You put it down. Guys, we should have that same desire for God's Word so we can dig into it, so we can test what we hear. That's what brings up the idea of apologetics. 
You guys know that word? 2 Corinthians 10.5 We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Apologetics is defending your faith. It's knowing what God's word says so that you can take every thought captive to Christ so that when someone raises up something that is not true, you can say, no, 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 no. That is not what the word of God says. Let me, let me help you understand that. Guess what? That takes work. That's hard. And let's just be honest. Most of us, myself included, there's days I don't feel like putting in that kind of work. But that's what it takes. And I can promise you this. As you start doing that, you are going to start seeing and learning things from the Word of God that you never knew was there. You had no idea. Guys, there's passages. I, I accepted Christ when I was 14 years old. I'm 38 now. I'm 38 now. Do the math. How many years? All right. I've been a Christian for 48 years, and I'm only 38 years old. Good job, guys. 24. Thank you. I've been a Christian. I've followed Christ for 24 years. There are things in this book that I have read over and over and over. And there are days that I can go to a passage I've read many times and God will show me something new that I've never seen before. That's what happens when you get into it. That's what happens when you study it. That's what happens when you decide to start testing it. And we test it, we want to know it, so we can test it, so that when the time comes, we have the opportunity to share it. We're going back to where we were for the last two weeks. If you know the Word of God, if you know what it says, if you are testing everything you take in to the truth of Scripture, then when the time comes, you will be ready to share the Word of God. That is what Paul charged Timothy with. He said, preach the Word. Be ready in season and out of season. That means not just when you're coming to church, you're ready to talk to someone about Christ. That means everywhere you go. We should be ready to tell somebody about Jesus if we get the opportunity or if we create the opportunity. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. He also said this back in chapter 2, verse 2. He said, What you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust a faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Guys, if we know God's word, if we know the messages the world is sending to us and we know how it stacks up with Scripture, then when we get the chance to share with somebody, we'll be ready. And we'll be ready to address some of those arguments because we've prepared for our apologetics. Because we've used hermeneutics to study Scripture and know what the author intended and know what was going on during that time and know who his audience was. Guys, studying the Bible's work. It is. Trust me. I don't get ready for a Wednesday night by sitting down for 30, 45 minutes and saying, that's a cool passage, now let me write something about it. No, I've got this Bible, I've got a Bible that's got commentary in it, I've got a set of 12 commentaries that other biblical scholars have written on my desk, and it takes me, I'd say this sermon probably took me a good 8 to 10 hours. And you're thinking, really, that's all we got for 8 to 10 hours? But I do that because in the process, I don't share everything with you that I learned. Because some of that's 
for me to learn. I try to give you what I think will help you so that you will want to get into it yourself and that you will learn. That's the goal, so that you can take what you know to be true and share it. It says, give it to faithful men. He's talking about preaching there, but he also talks about teaching. Ladies, you may not preach, but you can teach. Guys, most of you won't preach, but you can teach. And Scripture says that we need to entrust that to people who are going to be faithful. Like, where, where Jacob Wynn. Jacob Wynn just got a truck. I'm willing to bet you're not going to give Zachary the key and say, hey, drive us home tonight. Okay. He doesn't know how to do it. He's not ready to do it. He can't even reach the pedals. You're not going to entrust your truck to somebody who can't do it. The Word of God is a whole lot more important than Jacob's truck. Or anybody else's truck in this room. Or car. Or whatever you drive. The Word of God, it's important. And if you notice what we're doing here, guys, two weeks we talked about sharing Christ with people because that is what we are here to do. Learning the Word of God, the reason we teach the Word of God, is to get you to a point where you are ready to share the Word of God and Jesus Christ with somebody. It goes back to telling people about Jesus you can't take people any farther than you've gone yourself. You want to help people understand God's Word? You want to help people understand how to read the Bible? Guess what? You better know it. You better know how to read it. I can't come out there on the football field and coach some of you guys because I don't know the first thing about coaching football. Y'all could run circles around me. It's the same thing with the Word of God. If you're going to help somebody be a disciple, if you're going to help somebody learn about God and learn about His Word, you have to have gone farther than they are. That's why we teach it. Because we want you to know it. We want you to be able to test it, and we want you to be able to share it. So here's my challenge to you this week. Spend some time in God's Word this week. You don't have to do three hours a day. Fifteen minutes. This week, between now and next Wednesday, spend 15 minutes, read one passage every day, and write down what God's showing you. What is the author saying? How does this apply to my life? And you'll be amazed at what God will start to teach you. If you're having trouble with that, don't know where to start, come see me. I can give you a couple good places. All right? God is word, God's word is important. That's why we teach it. That's why we spend time here. What time is it? 7.40. Oh, so I got five more minutes? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Now, hey. Hey, guys. Seriously, if you don't have a Bible, if you're here tonight and you, you don't own one or you don't know where yours is anymore and you've got one of these paperback ones in your hand, take it. It's yours. Okay? Write in it. Highlight it. Whatever you need to do, take the Word of God. That one is not one of the paper ones. We'll get you a paper one if you need it, Aubrey, okay? Hey, let's pray. Thank you guys for being here tonight.